KFGO is proud to present the Veterans Hour, an hour dedicated to those serving a higher calling, the latest on veterans affairs and stories of conspicuous gallantry above and beyond the call of duty. And now, the host of the Veterans Hour, commander of the Tri-States Veterans, a Navy man, Dave Rice. Son by Credence Clearwater Revival. That was kind of famous during the draft era in Vietnam. Uh, there weren't any fortunate sons' names uh, around, or there were not many. Uh, a lot of people got drafted. Uh, yes, my name is Dave Rice. I'm in studio here. I'm the host of the KFGO Veterans Hour. Have been for a little over four years, I guess. Prior to that, uh, I worked as a co-host of Terry Richardson, who was doing this for many years before. So we want to thank KFGO for letting us veterans have this hour. We're typically on for an hour every Saturday afternoon throughout the year, and we get this hour to talk about our causes and our events, and we appreciate KFGO letting us have the time. We have a lot of good uh, things on the agenda today. I think we have Virginia Crash Hour, going to talk about the Veterans Food Drive, a bunch of veterans in our local community who are going to help uh, stock the shelves of the Great Plains Food Bank, helping our citizens. Uh, with those food needs. We have Terry Buckle, <coughs> excuse me, Terry Buckle coming on. He's the director of the Fargo Vet Center. Fargo Vet Center, if you don't not familiar with it, they do a lot of great things for our veterans, especially in the counseling services. Veterans coming back home, trying to readjust to civilian life. They help them out, not only with that, but other things as well. Then we have Marshall Murphy coming on. He's the deputy director of the Fort Snelling National Cemetery part of the NCA, National Cemetery Association, and he's going to kind of focus on the Fargo National Cemetery, give us an update, and talk a little bit about uh, there's an open house out there next week, which we encourage all of you to attend. Come on out there and take a look at that beautiful cemetery, uh, Fargo National Cemetery. And we're going to close off with uh, Chris Deary. He's a Cass County Veterans Service Officer. He's been on the show several times before. And he's going to talk about the PAC back and some deadlines coming up. You might want to pay attention to that and take some notes. If you're going to file a claim on some of those things that have been approved for uh, coverage from the VA, there are some deadlines you might want to keep in mind if you want if you think you might qualify for back pay or back uh, benefits. You need to file by a certain date. So Chris is going to cover that for us. Okay. Without further ado. Virginia Crashauer. Virginia is a veteran and very active in our veteran community. I know I serve with her both on the Fargo American Legion and the Fargo VFW Color Guards. And and she, like I said, she's very active. Virginia, uh, thanks for coming on today. And before you start to the food drive, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and uh, how you served our country in uniform? 
Thanks for having me on today, Dave. Um, I was in the North Dakota Army National Guard Nurse Corps for almost 23 years. I was deployed for a total of two years. I went to Bosnia for six months, and then after that, I went to Salt Lake City, Utah. To Well, it was Draper, Utah, and I worked at the Wounded Warrior Program there for a year and a half. The last four months of that deployment, I spent down at the Minneapolis VA, and I was their active duty military liaison and helped to make sure that um, the the attendants for the 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 veterans who had been mortally or severely wounded that were all still into the polytrauma unit, that their attendants were getting paid, that the the military personnel were getting paid, that all their belongings were returned from the battlefield. So, yeah, it was a very rewarding time in my life. And I was a nurse active for 40-plus years. In the last 19 years, I spent as a nurse at the Fargo VA, which was very rewarding. Well, very good. Very good. Thank you very much for what you do for our country, our, our veterans, and now our community. Uh, what, what's this uh, food drive all about, Virginia? So this is our third year that we've had this food drive. And what we had talked about is we wanted the American Legion kind of got together and what do we want to do for our community? And we decided that we wanted to do something with the other service organizations in the area, the military service organizations, so that we could show our community that that we're here for them like they are here for us. So the Fargo VFW and Auxiliary, West Fargo VFW and Auxiliary, AMVETS, their Auxiliary, AMVET Riders and Sons of AMVETS and the American Legion Post 2 along with their Auxiliary all have banded together and we are working toward helping to stock the shelves at the Great Plains Food Bank. And like I say, this is our third year. The first year we collected $4,000 and approximately 800 pounds of food. Last year we collected $5,000 and approximately 500 pounds of food. And this year we're hoping to surpass that goal. Well, thank you for your leadership in that. You know, I really like that uh, when veterans organizations bond together, they work together for that common cause and their strength in numbers and the impact is greater. So thank you for putting that together and uh, having that joint effort. I can tell you that on, okay, uh, the food bank has, well, Great Plains Food Bank, Jared Slindy from there has been very helpful with getting this up and running the past three years. And over the, over the past year, they have uh, fed, let me see where it, they have helped thousands of people who have come into their food bank. So this this month, as well as, well, from June, July, and August, there have been some supporters within the community who will match funds up to $60,000. So we're hoping that we can help the Great Plains Food Bank. This is their 40th anniversary year, and they have fed over 121,000 hungry individuals each year. Our food drive, actually, Jared helped us get this up and running online, and it's 
currently open online where you can give. You can either use a QR code or you can click on the link for Great Plains Food Bank, and it says Veteran uh, Military Food Drive. And that will take you to the page where you can decide if you want to give and how much you want to give. And with the food bank, they struggle as well as everyone else with making sure that they have the appropriate stuff for people. Things that they really like and are useful to donate are diapers, any of your canned meats, peanut butter, cereal, pasta, and personal hygiene items. And they have found that they the cost of doing business is getting higher and higher, just like when we go to the grocery store, it gets higher for them to purchase. So we will accept either monetary donations or or food or diaper, you know, um, products. And we will be at the AMVET on Saturday the 5th and Saturday the 12th so that you can, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for people to donate. It can be a, it will be a drive up and you can drop off money or food products from 10 until 2. And they are also having burgers and broths that day at the Ambest from from 12 until 2. So we'll be there 10 to 2 and you can purchase food from the Ambest from 12 to 2. We'll have a little entertainment out in the parking lot, and we would love to see all of you come and help us support this wonderful cause. Very good, very good. And I suppose you could just Google, if you want to donate online virtually, Google Great Plains Food Inc. Veterans or whatever, that you should get that uh, link to pop up. And I guess, yes. I would guess everybody, Fargo VFW, West Fargo VFW, Fargo Ambets, Fargo American Legion, they all have uh, web pages or Facebook pages where they probably reference that site as well, correct? They do, and we've got posters at each one of those sites where you can even go there and use the QR code or p- put the link in. But it's um, and we've also got drop-off barrels at the three different locations at the Fargo and the West Fargo VFWs and at the Amvet. So. We're trying to make it so that it's convenient for people and it's easy, user-friendly. Very good. Well, we're going to have to break here pretty soon, Virginia, but we want to, again, thank you. And thank these veterans organizations. We encourage you to patronize those veterans organizations as well. They're, they, they're kind of unique. They offer a, a specific service to our community. They do things for our troops, our veterans, our youth, and patriotism that not all the big national chain restaurants do. So, if you want to stop by and, and have a beverage or something to eat at those locations, would would certainly appreciate your support. And would appreciate your support August uh, 2nd, is it, through the 13th? Uh, drop off some yes, goods? Yes, it's August 2nd through the 13th. Drop off some goods at one of those locations or the AMBETS on the 5th or the 12th of the month between 10 and 2 or, or, or online. Appreciate everything our generous community can do. And again, thank you, thank you, Virginia Crashour. Thank you for coming on. And again, thank you for your leadership organizing this food drive. When we come back, we're going to have Carrie Buckle talking about the Fargo Vet Center. American girls and American guys, we'll always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory 
flying there's a lot of men dead so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads my daddy served in the army we lost his right eye but he flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died he wanted my mother my brother my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free now this nation that i love is falling under attack a mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back soon as we could see clearly who our big black eye man we lit up your world like the fourth of july hey uncle sam put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist and the Red, White, and Blue by Toby Keith. Played the courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue by Toby Keith. Online, we have Carrie Buckle, director of the Fargo Vet Center. Carrie is a Minnesota Army National Guard veteran for, what, 25 years, I believe. Uh, medical professional, medic in there, and uh, went served around the world, I guess. Carrie, thank you for coming on and uh, sharing your information about the Vet Center today. Good afternoon, Dave. Good to be here. Good. Say, why don't you first tell us a little bit about, uh, you recently moved, maybe it's been a couple, three years, but you used to be on Fickner Drive, I think, and now you're out further south in Fargo, right? That's correct. We um, we used to be uh, located, as, as you said, on Fickner Drive, and uh, about two years ago, we moved to um, 5622 34th Avenue South, um, which is uh, right along Veterans Boulevard. Um, by the Holiday and kind of Cheyenne High School. Veterans um, Boulevard, that's appropriate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and uh, so we've been there, and it's a brand-new facility, and um, welcoming vets every day. It's great. Very good. Uh, before we get into the specific services offered, how, how do people find you? How do, uh, do you have a web page or a Facebook page or something we do. folks you, can go to? You, you can go, just Google the Fargo Vet Center and um, – It'll, it'll bring up a brand new web page that's been developed between um, um, our organization, Readjustment Counseling Services of the VA, and um, it has our location, has pictures, it tells you how to get there, um, what items to bring, uh, DD-214 or anything else that you want to bring um, to kind of prove eligibility. It'll give you directions, and it also lists all of our, um, we have outstation, we have an outstation in Grand Forks that's um, that veterans can go to. And we also have community access points in uh, multiple cities in, uh, in North Dakota and Minnesota, Jamestown, uh, Perham, Park Rapids, Fergus Falls, and we're starting a new one in Bagley soon. That's not listed at this time, but that's going to start in this month. So uh, all the information you need is um, right at your fingertips, and um, they'll show you pictures of the building so you know where you're going. And, uh, yeah, go okay. ahead and just Google it. Yeah. Very, very good. So once I get a hold of you, what services uh, can they expect? What What do you guys do for our for our veterans? Well, um, our organization is called the Readjustment Counseling Services Branch of the VA, and that's exactly what we do. We um, 
readjustment counseling is a long-term process, whether it's um, for Vietnam vets, and that's who, who we started with back in the 1970s. And I, uh, we also do, um, we do individual counseling. We do uh, couples counseling. We do group counseling for um, um, various veterans and uh, their families. We deal with mixed uh, counseling for military sexual trauma we, um, and uh, family counseling. We also just um, started uh, introducing bereavement counseling for um, families of veterans who have committed suicide, uh, completed suicide, unfortunately, and um, or have lost um, um, members in combat. So family members are now eligible to get free counseling uh, for the rest of their lives to help deal with the trauma of, of loss either by, um, or actually if uh, a, a veteran has been has died while on active service. It doesn't have to be in combat anymore. That's been a recent change. So if um, any veterans who has passed away um, through some type of incident, whether on active duty or in or in combat, they're all family members are eligible to come in for uh, bereavement counseling uh, to help them work through those issues. Okay, very good. And you work closely with other organizations that assist veterans as well if they need some uh, other help? Absolutely. Um, we uh, uh, were recently part, we've been partners with uh, the Veterans Warrior Foundation uh, for a few years. Uh, we, uh, um, we're starting to work uh, next month um, to uh, offer with the Veteran Warrior Foundation and, and Inspire uh, Wellness, we're going to be giving free yoga starting in uh, September. They're moving to a new location, and we'll be offering yoga twice a month um, uh, for veterans to come in to improve their health and wellness and uh, be able to introduce the other services that they have. We also work with the Fargo VA um, greatly to help coordinate services uh, between uh, uh, health care professionals at the Fargo VA, um, uh, mental health services, um, uh, emergency services. We also work with um, the Veterans Service Office. That's a uh, in Veteran Service Offices all around North Dakota and Minnesota to help veterans um, be ready if they ever want to apply for. Uh, disability compensation, it's a great way to come in. We can document um, their uh, military histories uh, to help them document the things that happened to them while they're on service, in the service, and uh, to help prepare them better to uh, prepare a case for uh, a competent exam examination with the VA. So you are closely, I assume, with our county veteran service officers, we have a veteran service officer available in every county in the state of North Dakota. And we, we always recommend contacting them. Even if you don't have an urgent need, get to know them uh, and work with those county veteran service officers. So you guys, uh, again, I assume you work with them on a fairly close basis. We Very close basis, on a, very frequently. I'm, um, I've known Chris Gary over at, at, at the... Uh, um, County Veteran Service Officer. Um, he and I served together in the Minnesota National Guard, and uh, we worked closely to help veterans in uh, uh, Cass County. And but we also um, 
have an outreach specialist, Gabriel Gust, that works uh, very closely with veterans in all counties in Minnesota and North Dakota in our catchment area. But um, I, I was a counselor out in Bismarck for six years prior to this, and uh, very comfortable with the referring people from those areas too to the veteran service officers out there. Very good. Okay, I'm going to turn you loose, Carrie. Just what what uh, what's the most important thing that you would like our area veterans, North Dakota, Minnesota veterans, know about uh, contacting your Fargo Vet Center and some of the things you can do? Just kind of a quick, brief synopsis. Well, the first the, the first step is the is, is is don't be afraid to call us. Um, our number is seven zero one two three seven zero nine four two, and um, so many veterans just don't think that you know, they have issues, they're not ready to face them. And uh, what we do is in a safe um, space with other veterans, we have veteran counselors and um, uh, that can help them work through this in, in, a, in a safe and a easy way to do that. So, you know, it's not scary, you know, being talking about your issues. And we just want to help save lives that way. Yeah, very good. And again, uh... Just let everybody know, uh, KFGO uh, podcasts, these, they record them, and they have them available for play at a later time. You can go to kfgo.com and click on podcast on their homepage. And uh, Veterans Honor Flight is one of those many shows that they, they podcast. Uh, probably early next week, when everybody comes back to work, they'll get that put on there, but uh, something to check out. And uh, my name, again, is Dave Rice, and I'm at my Veterans uh, ID, military email ID, is commander at tristateveterans.com. So if you're looking for some specific information or you missed something here, I could uh, redirect you to the appropriate person and, and try to get you helped out. So, again, uh, Carrie, thank you very much for coming online. And I'm going to have to stop out there. I haven't been to the new vet center out there in South Fargo. I'll have to come out and visit you guys sometime. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, give us a call. There's always a cup of coffee on, and uh, glad to show you around. Thanks for having me on today. Really you bet. appreciate it. Thank you. I was just out of the service, thumbing through the classifieds, when in that that said old Chevy somehow caught my eye. The lady didn't know the year, or even if it ran, but I had that thousand dollars in my hand. Was way back in the corner of this old ramshackle barn With 30 years of dust and dirt on that green army tarp And when I pulled the cover off, it took away my breath What she called a Chevy was a 66 Corvette I felt a little guilty as I counted out the bills What a thrill I got when I sat behind the wheel I opened up the glove box And that's when I found the note The date was 1966 And this is what he wrote He said my name is Private Andrew Malone And if you're reading this Then I didn't make it home But for every dream that shattered Another one comes true This car was once a dream of mine Now it belongs to you 
Okay, that is a song called Riding with Private Malone by David Bell, and it's kind of a sad song. It's about a veteran who went to Vietnam and never came home. And uh, his parents sold his car to another guy who uh, honored Private Malone. You should check that out. Google that song, Riding with Private Malone by David Bell. A very nice tune. Okay, on the line now I've got Marshall Murphy, Deputy Director of the Fort Snelling National Cemetery. Thank you for coming on, Marshall, and uh, thanks for sharing your information with us today. Uh, thank you for having me. This awesome opportunity to uh, speak. Okay, just a short intro. How long have you been with the National Cemetery Association, and when did you get to uh, Fort Snelling? Okay. Yeah, the National Cemetery Administration for me started in 2014, uh, so uh, about nine and a half years uh, in there. Um, and I've been at Fort Snelling for about four months now. Uh, I started off in South Florida, then from South Florida did a quick stint in Nebraska, and then down in Arkansas, and then up here. So I've moved around quite a bit. Okay, and I guess there's similarities among all those locations and every little bit of uh, something unique, too, at each one of those. Yes, there's a common thing that people say with cemeteries, you know, if you've been to one national cemetery, you've, you know, been to one national cemetery, you don't know what the others are always like. They are all different, but then there's a lot of it that is uh, consistent and uniform, which helps us to be able to make sure people understand the benefits that they get and things like that, that although it might be a little different in the style of what's going on, the principles and everything that the benefits are there are, are all the same. Okay, and what were your first impressions when you saw the Fargo National Cemetery, which is fairly new, by the way. Uh, dedication was on 7 September 2019. Yes. Uh, my first impressions were that it was uh, completely covered in ice. So when I got here, <laughs> there was, there was you know, and having started off at South Florida, you know, not quite used to that. So um, it, was, it was very nice. Um, I will say that it was, you know, it was telling just seeing all the headstones completely covered with ice and trying to get a bearing on where things were at, where everything was laid at, laid out and how people were going to clear the area so that we could still perform burials and things like that. But that was very interesting. I will say the shock of coming back and seeing it once it greened up and everything that was, it was beautiful. It was just, the layout was nice. Uh, just everything was very, very nice. And it was, such a welcoming place. The community there was so uh, welcoming. Everybody that was there was great. And I had the quick uh, thought that, hey, this is going to expand very quickly. And then I understood why they're already addressing, you know, say future land expansions, things like that. Um, so because it's going to be very popular and the people there should be, you know, proud of what they've helped create. I think so too. It's very, very beautiful, peaceful uh, location out in the country. A little bit of traffic on the highway there, but just so surreal out there. It's just very, very nice. Uh, I suppose you're getting up to speed on, on uh, Fargo Cemetery, just like Fort Snelling, but yeah, do you have an idea of where we're at as far as a uh, number of interments and that type of thing at the Fargo National Cemetery? Yes. Uh, obviously, those numbers change every day, but right now our total burial rate is about 820 uh, total persons, and then about 670 of those are vets. And uh, we, you know, do have a few dependents in there. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, about that. So we're starting to get up there, about pushing a 1,000 here pretty soon. Okay. And uh, we, we have a nice, uh, well, we have uh, in-ground cremations. We have columbariums. We have in-ground caskets. Uh, 
got everything. You know, the the, Nash, uh, the Fargo, I'm sorry, North Dakota Veterans Cemetery in Mandan, North Dakota, they're just getting a columbarium now for, for the first time. But that's really, really becoming more popular. Of those 820, uh, isn't it over 70, 75% uh, cremations nowadays? Yes, that's about the rate. Uh, through the whole country, the trend is obviously, you know, turning towards cremations. I think that there's, you know, the environment or the, you know, the environmental aspect that people apply. There's the economic aspect that people do. Uh, sometimes the ease with which doing it, uh, you know, you have a lot of freedom. You know, if you were if you choose that method through the winter and then you want still want to have services in the future, you know, it's not a problem. It, you know, there, there can be a, a, a one day gap or a 10 year gap or a 100 year gap with a cremation. There's you know, there's not those hindrances that people see. And so all of majority of the country is definitely swinging that way and uh, going higher. At Fort Snelling, the cremation rate is very high. It's upwards of about 80%. Okay, very good. You know, I'm part of uh, the Fargo Memorial Honor Guard. I do the three-gun volley on the rifle squad. We do a lot of funerals, internments out there. And uh, quite often, uh, both the husband and wife will have their cremations there. So when the first one passes away, the family just holds off until the uh, another, the other spouse dies, and then they they bury him at the same time. But they can be buried individually too. How does that work if a a husband, wife, one's a veteran and one's not? How are they interred at the national cemetery? Okay, uh, yes, and one, I want to thank you for what you do and your whole group, the uh, Fargo Memorial Honor Guards. Awesome, what those guys do and the efforts that they put in, and uh, it's just really, really humbling to get out there and see the guys and see that so many people care. And uh, but about the burials, yes. Uh, so basically, how it works, uh, very common in these uh, winter areas with the very very heavy severe winters, where if somebody does pass away through those winter months, they'll go ahead and you know hold on to the cremation and uh, take care of it later. You know, say April, May, June, July, things like that. So the burial rates do pick up quite heavily in those months because we're making up for that. Um, Oftentimes, people will keep a cremation also for several years, you know, to when they know that both spouses may pass somewhat close to each other. Uh, sometimes that backfires, though, you know, and there might be a 20-year or 30-year gap between the two. And, uh, you know, so, again, that's okay with us. It's no problem. Uh, as far as the eligibility criteria for a, a spouse versus a veteran it's no different. Everything can happen immediately. If somebody was to pass away today, we can do the internment tomorrow. If we have, you know, a time frame, if it happens early enough in the day to still do the planning portion and get things set up. And so there's no difference between the spouse or the veteran. Either can come first, either can come second. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if there's, again, same day, one day, or a hundred year space between the two. Uh, we work it out and they would both be eligible. Okay. And I think our, our local uh, funeral homes, they're all well-versed in this, too, and they know where to go and how to get it done. Just like our uh, veteran service officers in the counties, uh, they can get the pre-authorizations if needed. And, you know, There's just a whole host of uh, people out there that are willing to help uh, get interred out at the National Cemetery should that be required. Uh, now, next week, we have an open house out there. We encourage people to go out there and take a look. And I'm assuming you're, you're going to be out there and uh, be able to answer questions of anybody that's walking around and taking a look at those beautiful facilities. Yes, I will be there. It will be next week, Wednesday, August 2nd, from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And uh, myself and 
uh, Miss Jennifer Leader, who is the, uh, the cemetery manager who actually runs that facility there. We'll be there to answer questions, um, you know, provide insight. People can speak with the honor guard. They can speak with the uh, memorial committee, just different groups that are there that, you know, can tell their, their portion of what they do. Our primary focus from the NCA is to basically spread the VA benefits, help people understand the benefits that they've earned for themselves, for certain family members, make sure that we give a lot of clarity on eligibility issues, who's eligible, making sure people understand that, you know, in certain circumstances, their dependents may be eligible, but again, a very narrow circumstances, but they are there. And so we just try to get that information out. And a lot of what we do touching on what you said about the funeral homes is educating the funeral homes. You know, because we might speak to one funeral director who might then turn around and speak to 200 families over the course of the next few years. And so we really like to focus on them and make sure that their information is sound and good and then make them and the families know that at any point in time that they're uh, going to say no to something, make sure that that's accurate. Make sure that they, you know, check with us again. Make sure we re they reiterate things with us. Uh, the government does change laws and rules and different things at different times. So we want to make sure that the information is accurate. So again, anybody that's out there that knows this information, just make sure that they're staying fresh with it and that they know the latest news that might come through. Right. And uh, the National Cemetery Association has a great webpage too. It's sem, www.sem.va.gov. And uh, there you, you can click on, oh, just a host of uh, different topics and information. You can even go and look at uh, the schedule of interments. I, I use that quite often. Go to the Fargo National Cemetery and click on schedule, and boom, uh, I can find out, well, there's two ceremonies on Friday and one next Wednesday or whatever. So if you're interested in that, too, you but a good site to go for additional information. And then there's Facebook, of course. Uh, Fargo National Cemetery has a Facebook page. Fargo National Cemetery Volunteer Committee has a Facebook page. And the uh, Fargo Memorial Honor Guard has a face good page. So there's a lot of different resources you can go to uh, electronically, virtually, to get additional information as well. And uh, Marshall, uh, to kind of wrap up again, uh, what what should they expect on the open house next week? And uh, your your advice on what our patriotic citizens should know about the Fargo National Cemetery. Okay, so the um, the main emphasis, again, is going to be to educate the community, educate funeral directors, educate the uh, VSOs. We would highly encourage the veteran service organizations that some of your other guests earlier spoke about to come out there and uh, get the information firsthand from us, you know, get that information about what benefits are available through the National Cemetery Administration and that way they can be that liaison between ourselves and the communities to get that information out there. The families that are out there, we highly encourage them to come as well because it's, it's uh, very interesting sometimes to help people, you know, understand those benefits and realize that they even have those benefits in the first place. There's a lot of older uh, persons that, for instance, aren't even aware that the National Cemetery is, is there for They might live, you know, a couple of hours away, and it's just there wasn't a National Cemetery in North Dakota, and now we want to make sure that they know that there is and what the benefits are and whatnot. And so that the, the basic 
plan is to get as many people there as possible for us to be able to educate them with proper information, with good information, with up-to-date information, and then to uh, hope that they would do their duty as good American citizens to spread that knowledge to other people and make sure others in the community are aware of those benefits as well. And again, the, the main emphasis, the stress, is that when the time comes or the need arises to please give us a call uh, directly, you can call the cemetery directly, you can go to the VA's website, things like that, but just get a hold of people that can assist you because that time is very difficult for people to deal with when a loved one passes away, and we just want to make it as smooth and easy as possible, which is the purpose of these open houses is to help people feel comfortable when that time comes. Very good, very good. Well, uh, that was Marshall Murphy, Deputy Director of the Fort Snelling National Cemetery. And thank you, Marshall, for coming on today and sharing that information. And I'll be seeing you, and I hope everybody comes out there next Wednesday, August 2nd, between 2 and 4, and take a look at the facilities and talk to some of the folks that are going to be dispersing information out there. Thank you, Marshall, and I'll be seeing you next week. Okay, sounds good. Perfect. Thank you very much. Stars and Stripes and Eagles Fly by Aaron Teppen. On the line now is Chris Deary. Chris has been on the show before, a veteran service officer in Cass County, North Dakota. Uh, he's very familiar with the PACT Act. Uh, he's been helping hundreds and hundreds of veterans over the years, uh, filling their claims and getting them help. And uh, there's some fairly new information coming out regarding the PACT Act, and there's some stipulations there if you've had that injury or illness or whatever for a long time, and uh, there's some filing deadlines that might uh, determine when your claim pay starts. So I asked Chris to come on, and he's going to talk a little bit about the PACT Act and then some of those deadlines to keep in mind. Welcome to uh, Veterans Hour, Chris. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me again. I uh, really appreciate you reaching out, Dave. Um, so, yeah, last year, uh, this was about another... 50 years in the making here with uh, um, Vietnam veterans and then Iraq and uh, Afghanistan veterans. So um, President Biden, um, you know, signed the, the law last year and then it, and it passed and it took some, took some uh, time. I don't know why it took so long, but uh, you know, our veterans obviously come first here and it got done and, um, so one of the one of the deadlines is that August 9th coming up. That's when it got signed last year's law. Uh, so if veterans can come and see any other veteran service officers, that is the deadline to hit before um, they can lose a year of retro pay. And we all know how important you know funds are these days, and and uh, no one wants to lose any of those uh, benefits there. So um, and then. 
there's uh, quite a few contentions with the Gulf War, and uh, you know there's about 20 different ones there. Uh, the big ones we've been seeing right now are sinitis, rhinitis, asthma, and bronchitis. Um, you know, just being around burn pits and uh, trying to breathe in those conditions. Um, it's been uh, pretty tough, you know. Unfortunately, I've uh, lost a couple, couple guys. Uh, unfortunately, uh, burn pits, and uh, it's never easy going to a funeral these days. And it's just, uh, you know, one of those things where the VA finally and uh, the president finally decided let's let's get these guys some care finally. And and uh, it's been a really good thing. And they opened up some more. Um, you know, areas too, like, you know, I've mentioned Iraq and Afghanistan, but we can go to Iran, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, UAE, and the airspace among those um, places, you know, for the Air Force and and uh, Navy folks. So, you know, it's a really good thing. Um, right now, the last stat I saw, there's about 500,000 PACDAC claims um, already went through. And they've paid out a billion dollars in uh, in payments to soldiers and their families. So it's a really, really good thing. And our office has been real busy. And we want folks to get into our office here the next week or so, so we can get that, get those filed, and um, you know, um, at least get that uh, that date set, and then we can get the evidence that we need and and verify service and, and the event and the ailments that you you know you have a diagnosis with. So. But yeah, it's uh, any one of our our service offices can help. Uh, you know, with the 53 counties in North Dakota. But uh, you know, us living in Cass, just give us a call or or pop in, and, and we'll get you an appointment. And that's true with Curtis Cannon on the veteran on the Clay County side, and they're all over the United States. Correct. There's county veteran service officers are the first contact. Yeah, and uh, don't get bamboozled out there. I've been writing away on Facebook. With all these, you know, vet sites promising 100 percent and all these things, and uh, those unfortunately uh, charge uh, at the end, and they actually will take soldiers' benefits uh, through their retro checks. So, you know, make sure you're working with someone legit, at least, um, you know, DAV, VFW, American Legion, you know, state, anything out there that uh, you feel comfortable with, but. These uh these benefits you know soldiers have earned. Uh, we want to make sure that you know you get all the benefits you deserve and and not going to uh, you know I got a lot of friends that are lawyers out there unfortunately but uh, you know they're gonna hate me for that one but you know um, we don't want to pay any lawyers right now or anything like that or an organization that's not accredited through um, you know like I said one of those great service organizations that we have right and I. I just know vaguely, you know, I've seen some articles that there are private companies that kind of act like a veteran service officer and they'll charge you uh, 20, 25 or whatever percent of your, your, your uh, benefit. What, what, what do you, what do you guys charge when a vet comes in there? Uh, our services are free. Uh, that was a loaded question, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, and then too, with the camp we doing as well. I mean, that's another one we kind of get a lot of questions on with contaminated water, um, you know, in, uh, in California there. Uh, yeah, just, you know, stay away from the hotlines, stay away from 
you know, things obviously that you don't trust and uh, just give us a call. We'll, we'll guide you in the right direction or, you know, maybe our office can help in general. So Very good. Um, we, we have just a couple minutes left, Chris. Now, what, uh, do old Vietnam vet, early 70s guys uh, have to worry about this August 9th or what, what's kind of the first date that this yeah. PACT Act covers? Uh, yeah, the, the our, our Vietnam vets can truly come in. Um, you know, they opened up two new Agent Orange presumptives, which is uh, high blood pressure, so hypertension, and then something called MGUS. So it's, uh, um, I think it's, uh, that one is to do with uh, your whole body system and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, there's uh, hypothyroidism as well and uh, bladder cancer and then Parkinson's Parkinsonism. So, um yeah, if they can give us a call or, you know, have someone give them a ride or whatnot. And, but, yeah, they uh, they opened it up as well to those Vietnam Vietnam okay. guys. And Yep. Okay, very good. Uh, bottom line, contact your county veteran service officer and have them help you through this. Don't get your don't get your advice from the guys sitting at the end of the bar. Go to your go to the experts, the county veteran <laughs> service officer. Yeah, okay, stay away from those bears. Thanks again for coming online. We've got to go to a break here. And uh, All right. I want to remind everybody that you can go to kfgo.com, and these interviews are podcasts, too. Uh, they should be there sometime next week. You can listen to this and get uh, more specific content information there. Okay, we're going to close out here with the playing of taps. I hear the sound of taps. I listen to the bugler play, and I feel a sudden chill. I wonder how many times the taps have meant amen. When a flag is draped the coffin of a brother or a friend, I think of all the mothers, fathers, husbands, and wives, and children with interrupted lives. I think about a graveyard at the bottom of the sea, or unmarked graves in Arlington. No, freedom isn't free. Thank you, KFGO, for letting us veterans have this hour to talk about our events and our causes and we appreciate you turning in today and look forward to our next KFGO Veterans Hour. At Consumer Cellular,